0: This is Montego Bradley from Fans of Patrol, and you're listening to the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network.
1: Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, You are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking,
2: "You said people gonna die." The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under twelve parsecs. So well, no one to stop us this time.
0: What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 369 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. This week, my co-host, we've got the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagan. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. If you've been around a while, you know when there's a horror movie on the docket, you ain't gonna hear from Aubrey. (laughs) So we gotta call in the big guns. You know them. You love them. And you may have heard us on his show, Mr. TV's Travis.
2: Hey, how's it going? We are doing good, dude. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Uh, I got to go to a theater uh, and see a movie for the first time (laughs) in like 18 months. It was weird. It felt odd. Wow. You went to the movies on our occasion? I did. What a guy! I did. What a I guy. did not have. I did not have a horror movie as my on my bingo card as what would be getting me back to the theater, but it
0: <laughs> it worked. So I'm all for it. Well, this sound is me uh, knocking on wood. You don't get COVID from COVID. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm not too
2: worried. There were uh, there were not many people in the theater
0: around here, so so I it's think good I'm, for you and bad for Candy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got some news to discuss, including the finally, finally, it's here, the trailer for Spider-Man of No Way Home. And then we're going to review, is it a reboot? Is it a sequel? We're going to get to the bottom of it, but it's new and it's Candyman. Other than that, how the hell's everybody doing? TV's Travis. Uh, it's great to have you on the show. We've been on yours. Uh, tell us about your show and you and and what's going on.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me on. So, yeah, you guys, have everybody involved with So Wizard has been on my show. My show is called Wait You Haven't Seen. Uh, and it's just movie discussions, but it's always somebody's first time seeing a movie. So um, I usually like to have people come on and bring something from their list of shame, something that they <laughs> they've wanted to see for a long time and just haven't, but... There, The only rule is that one person on the show has to have not seen the movie prior. And so we have, I have some fun with that. Um, this past month, August, is my Nick Cage celebration month every year. <laughs> so I just wrapped up uh, yesterday watching Matchstick Men for the first time. I had never seen that before. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I really, really enjoy it. Uh, enjoy doing it. I love having the conversations. I like getting the different takes on stuff uh, from, from people. It was great having all of you on because I got... I had four episodes and I had four very different movies and very different conversations. And that for me is a lot of fun because I just love talking movies. I do it all. You know, I, I do it. Well, I do do it for free um, <laughs> and I'll just keep doing it for free probably. But I do another show also on um, are either of you High, Highlander fans? I, I'm sure Joey is at least of the soundtrack.
0: Yeah, okay. I, I do like the first movie and uh, some of the TV show okay, and so the soundtrack, I do, of course.
2: Right. I mean, how did you go wrong with Queen? I also do a show weekly on uh, the TV series of Highlander and going through episode by episode. I'm in the middle of the third season now doing that. So that's a lot of fun. That show is actually better than you might remember it being, too. How, at ma- times. how many seasons were there for, uh, for Highlander? there were six seasons Oh, surprisingly it it ran for quite a while um they really expanded the mythology during that show and it's it just it surprises me going back and watching there's some bad don't get me wrong like it is mid early to mid 90s cheese in a lot of times but there's also moments where it's like well that's better than this show has any right to be for like a cable tv series from 94 Mm -hmm. so uh so that's been a lot of fun too um and I got to interview the the guy that did all the music for it, um, Roger Bellon. Uh, he did the music for the entire series of the show. So I got to interview
0: him. That was pretty fun.
2: Wow, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Wasn't yeah.
0: there a spinoff of that?
2: There was. It was called Highlander the Raven. Uh, that did not last real long. Are, are uh, will you be covering it, that? Uh,
0: we haven't decided
2: yet. We're, we're going to wait and get through six seasons of the show, plus all of the movies, and then see how we feel.
0: Was that the Baywatch Nights of
2: Highlander TV shows? Kind of. Yeah, it, it yeah. actually sort of became more of a like a buddy cop procedural than, and it didn't work nearly as well. Yikes. Yeah. Plus, it well. didn't have any of the It didn't have a McLeod in it either, which probably doesn't help.
0: Yikes. Well, uh, it's great to have you here. We're glad to have you with us. Marcellus. how are you this week?
1: I am. Uh, I'm doing pretty good doing pretty good there was a last minute adjustment to my schedule so i will be attending dragon con this year woo yeah yeah it's going to be a, a pretty laid back a laid back show not like my usual drunken buffoonery that uh, happens every year this one is going to be pretty laid back i'm not going to do like a lot of uh a lot of mingling with people but uh, i'm definitely going to go down uh definitely want to support dragon con uh, get my waffle house you know have a few drinks see some friends and uh yeah pretty much just uh hit a few panels talking about nerdy stuff and going to the uh, the K-pop dance party which is honestly that's the highlight of my whole trip
0: <laughs> i was just going to say don't expect much in the way of coverage uh marcellus may not be conscious for most of <laughs> it <laughs> so you want videos of uh the ceiling and blurry out of focus <laughs> pictures so. that only
1: happened twice This year, I might actually, I'm going to be a lot more sober this year. So you'll probably get some in-focus
0: images. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I wish I had anything even remotely interesting to report. I don't. um, Just been working a ton, Uh, like I said, in the last couple weeks. uh, Just picking up as many extra hours as I can at my second job because uh, New York Comic Con is looming. And it's going to be very freaking expensive. So just, you know. I happen to be lucky enough to work at a second job where a lot of the rest of the staff are teenagers, uh, very young people who are very flighty with their schedule. <laughs> so even if I don't have a lot of hours to start the week, I know in the we have a store chat on Instagram where everybody either shit posts or you know tries to give away shifts uh, within minute to the schedule being posted Oh, i can't work this day i can't work this day i can't work this day i'm like wow. i'll take it i'll take it i'll take it i'll take it <laughs> and <laughs> now I, i'm actually to rack up some cash but that's really all i've been doing that and i went to see candy man so that was the excitement of my life but enough about us let's talk some more about us Marcellus Reagans. please tell the listeners where they can find more so wizard podcast
1: Alright, so everybody can go over to SewWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week uh, You'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly uh, You'll find some recommendations on new movies, books and TV shows from the awesome Adam Molly uh, You'll also find our merchandise there. We have a tea Public store where you can shop to get some t-shirts, sweatshirts, journals coffee mugs, baby onesies, all types of things with the Soul Wizard Podcast logo and designs all over it You can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, You can subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, You can also find our show wherever podcasts are found, including Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, my personal favorite, Spotify. We have a YouTube page with videos going up constantly from Adam Wallyhawk, including movie reviews, trailers uh, trailer reactions and interviews Uh, we have a patreon page where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month and you will be receiving bonus content and exclusive content from everyone here at the show shout out to all of our podcasting family in the geek world all stars podcast and network
2: back to you joey I think we just need an excelsior
0: excelsior no that's not like excelsior fucking fantastic <laughs> excellent well uh Markell, it looks like we've got news to discuss so let's drop the drop and let's talk the news
2: yo fuck it up it's time for the news
1: All right, so this week in nerdy news, um, as you may remember from last week's episode, we kind of discussed the leaked Spider-Man No Way Home uh, trailer that dropped, the unfinished trailer. And, you know, we said... You know, keep an eye out for the official trailer because it will be dropping soon. A little did I know that it was going to drop in almost an hour after we were done recording. So uh, (laughs) we were so close. We could have had it hot, hot and fresh for you. But it is the number one way to make
0: sure news breaks is to record an episode of the podcast
1: (laughs) and and talk Mm -hmm. about it during the show. So, uh, yeah, we had a a week to marinate in the uh, released trailer. Spider-Man No Way Home uh it kind of confirmed that the leak trailer was pretty close it was pretty close to what we actually got to see but you know the world's been clamoring for this we finally got it so let's go around the room let's see what do we think of this footage from the new spider-man movie let's start with our guest
2: tv's travis so i'm pretty excited about it i won't lie um i i liked how i liked how the trailer i, I like it teaser trailer that doesn't give everything away marvel's really good about that Uh, even the the sony stuff that marvel's done doesn't tend to give everything away so i was pretty hyped about it and that that final shot of the trailer um of doc ock just that made me stand up and cheer yeah i love that because alfred molina's doc ock i loved yeah i'm stoked
1: all right all right joy what about you what did you what did you feel now that we finally got a chance to look at the real trailer
0: um, see, I feel the exact opposite. It almost showed too much. Uh, I feel like I saw the whole first act of the movie. Wow. I was, I'm surprised they held back on, uh, some of the other characters. Uh, I was, it's Sony, you know, Sony's marketing is much different than Marvel's. Um, you know, usually they're just going to show you the whole movie. Like Sony's like, yeah, here's the end of the movie. <laughs> Come see it in the theaters next month. Um, <laughs> so I was surprised they held back as much as they did, but I, it, I felt like it almost showed too much, man. I felt like it showed a little too much. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm excited. I think it looks great. I'm excited. Uh, Doctor Strange is cool. Uh, of course, you know you gotta love all the Raimi and Andrew Garfield villains coming in. I, I could do without Andrew Garfield himself, but uh, I'm sorry. He's just a shitty Spider Man. What was he going to do? You know, he
1: was a great Spider Man. Yeah. He was a shitty he Peter was, Parker. He was, he, was, he was a great Spider Man, though.
0: It would be like getting excited for like uh, Jennifer Garner Electra to show up. <laughs> that's not, that is not the same thing. <laughs> yeah, Actually, that's, I, I gotta that's say, not very fair. I would probably start marking out in the movie theater if like muffled evanescence started playing and then <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, she started fighting like Doctor Octopus on like a swing set or something. Um, <laughs> it would just be great. But I, I'm excited. Everything looks cool. Uh, you know, it's typical Sony marketing. I don't know if I want to watch any more trailers at this point i definitely don't
2: i can tell you that much i don't want to see any more trailers like i've got enough but the thing the thing is like yes it is some typical sony marketing but i also feel like there's a little bit of marvel in there where you're gonna think you've got the whole first act of the movie and and we probably don't um is at least i'm holding out hope that that's the case
0: Uh, me too me too i just i don't trust sony as far as i can throw them with their marketing so i I, and i called it for snake eyes didn't i mark ellis uh, that's true. That's true. You were right about the Snake Eyes
1: trailer, about him not right. wearing the helmet until the very end of the, the last
0: frame of the very end of the movie. And that was in the trailer. <laughs> 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 it was probably the only time the camera was steady the whole time in the movie. So that's why they had to show it. But um, and I, and I am a little wary because this appears to now be based on a Spider-Man storyline called One More Day. Which is not going to be exactly the same, but basically Peter and Mary Jane sell their true love to Mephisto in exchange for Aunt May's life. So, you know, Peter is going to cast some kind of crazy spell that that changes things in the universe in exchange for stuff. And that's my least favorite Spider-Man storyline of all time and it's what caused me to stop spending $250 a month on comics to a, a total spend of zero. Jeez. Uh, that's
2: uh, a, that's,
0: that's strong right there. Yeah. So I hated it. more. I hate it more than anything. I'd rather someone put a copy of Spidey super stories on my chest and just take a dump on me. than <laughs> than read that comic ever again. That's how strongly I feel about that. So I'm wary, I'm wary, but Marvel has been very good about taking even crappy storylines and making them into gold because Civil War, the movie was awesome and the event was not so much. So uh, it, it's Marvel. It's Spider-Man, my favorite hero of all time. I, I'm wary of Sony's marketing, but I'm, you know, 100 percent all in. So,
2: yeah. And I think those are valid concerns, too. Like the the one more day like that. That's very divisive. I know there's a lot of people that don't like it, but it was Mephisto that did that. I don't know that Marvel is going to bring Mephisto into the mcu like that's a tough sell
0: i don't i think they would if we weren't counting on china for half of the box office okay that's fair yeah Yeah.
2: that that's that's probably very very accurate yeah but i do agree with you in that marvel has done a really good job of taking comic storylines and adapting them and and elevating them a lot of times and making them better so that's that's got me hopeful the the multiverse stuff you know there's there's all sorts of theories now I'm hearing and people talking about. Oh, it's not actually Doctor Strange. It's you know whoever. It's a scroll or it's Mephisto or I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I I honestly don't know. I just want to enjoy it. That's probably why I will avoid the rest of the trailers because right. of Sony's track record of just giving giving away the whole cow.
0: And there's I also want- the uh, theory going around now too, where if you God, see, I wish I had this kind of time on my hands, but people are breaking the trailer down frame by frame. And in the scene on the bridge where Doc Ock comes out and says, hello, Peter, he's wearing the exact same outfit that um, Tobey Maguire had on in Spider-Man 3. Mm -hmm. So now people are speculating, is Tom Holland CG'd into that scene to protect storyline? Or is Tom Holland somehow like Quantum Leap traveling through the multiverse, experiencing the other two spider-man movies <laughs> oh
2: that, it, i mean i love the concept behind fan theories but uh, boy they wear me out
0: right because i just feel good I'm for you. you know tom holland come. he's gonna he's gonna get to make out with kirsten dunst and then emma stone <laughs> and then go home to zendaya so i mean that guy's a legend you know that's, that's a rough life right there Right.
1: i uh, i am not familiar with the one more day storyline. I just know
0: that the world was on fire when uh when that story came <laughs> out. Like I didn't even read the I'm book. Not, I'm not joking, Mark. If I could fight like people involved in the making of that comic, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people were upset about it. So this is all kind of new
1: to me. Um, but uh whatchamacallit was on just the other night. The um Far From Home was on just the other night. And like I really liked that movie. Like I I was Mm -hmm. okay with the very first one with the homecoming. I thought that was good. I thought it was decent. I I did get spoiled by the twist online beforehand. So I was a little disappointed in myself on that, but far from home, I think works incredibly well, incredibly well. And when I picked up, uh, when I was reading a Spider-Man comic book recently, I heard Tom Holland's voice. Like for some reason, when I, when I started reading it, it just sounded like Tom Holland in my head. So I really come to accept him as that character. Despite there being two other ones or even three other ones, if you count Miles or four, if you count, what's his name? Uh, Jake Johnson from uh, Into the Spider-Verse. So I think that they're going to, I think they're going to take a lot of the ingredients that worked for that storyline and make a solid movie. Like I'm, I'm, really, I'm really excited about it, not for the comic story, but just based on uh, Far From Home. Because I think that movie is incredibly solid. And I never rooted for Peter Parker more in any Spider-Man movie than I did in that one. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready for the next one. I, I can't wait. I I probably will watch another trailer just as just to get a little more a, a little more sauce on it, a little, a little sprinkling of a seasoning, just to see what else they got
2: up their sleeve. I mean, I can I can see that. I just feel like I got just that right amount. Like I got to see Alfred Molina. I got to hear the Willem Dafoe Green Goblin cackle. Yep. Um, and like. Uh, that's all I want until I can go and I can sit down with a big, huge bowl of popcorn and just enjoy what's going on. Because I'm like you. I really like Far From Home. I thought that was really, really well done. So that's got me pretty excited for what they're doing.
1: So the movie is set to come out this December.
0: Fingers uh, crossed.
1: Uh, December 17th is the, the date, the current date right now. I'm not
0: redoing the schedule again. So <laughs>
1: just get, get fucking vaccinated, all right?
0: <laughs> I exactly. sat down and planned the whole goddamn year out. And then like a week <laughs> later, they're like, Venom has changed. I'm like, God, no. <laughs> so then I redid it again. Now it's been set for about a week. So we're waiting. <laughs> oh, boy. Get fucking vaccinated, please. <laughs> so um, in other kind of
1: Sony news, uh, they actually have a name for their cinematic universe. Um, It was originally the Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel Characters. <laughs> which was kind of a mouthful, but they finally figured out um, that they're going to slim it down, especially with Venom coming out and uh, uh, Morbius. So now it's going to be called the Sony Spider-Man universe. Simple to the point. I think it works. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, like a scale of, of zero to five, how how much do you think this is, is an improvement over the original name? Uh, let's start with Travis.
2: Uh, I mean, on a scale of zero to five, I'm going to get a solid two and a half. Like, it's fine. Uh, I think I think both are kind of dumb names anyway, but yeah. it's it's inoffensive and it doesn't hurt anything. The Sony Spider-Man universe. Cool. All right. Move on.
1: Yeah, I think they really wanted to have a simple, a simple, a, simp- a simpler name because they have a lot more titles that they're about to announce besides uh, Craven. Um, Joey, what about you, man? How do you feel about this new shortened name? Uh, it's. Freaking-
0: Sony's worst. (laughs) God, I wish somebody would just buy them so Marvel could get the rights to all these characters back. Um, As long as they're working with Marvel Studios, I'm fine. Super uninterested in Morbius and really any of these extra movies they're making in the Sony Spider-Man universe. Asterix, Sony Spider-Man universe may not include (laughs) Spider-Man.
1: Well, they can get away with having Spider-Man in there. It just won't be Tom Holland. You know, they can just put anyone in a, a red and blue suit and, you know, hire any actor to do the voice. It, it, they don't have to show Peter Parker at all.
0: That's right. And it'll be a lot like what if where they try <laughs> try to get some actors that sound as as close as possible. It'll uh, be like that one guy that plays Obi-Wan on Clone Wars <laughs> and everybody tries to act like it's on the same level as like Alec Guinness.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but that guy's pretty
0: good. I mean, he's good, but come on. Yeah. They can get the guy that plays all
1: of the clones, like all of the That's clones. That's right. <laughs> He's not – Samora Morrison?
2: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that's a tough job. I remember seeing Infinity War, and I was convinced it was Hugo Weaving doing the voice of uh, portraying Red Skull. And it wasn't. It wasn't Hugo Weaving, but you could have told me it was, and I would have believed you.
0: Yeah, Uh, It's Ross Marquand. He was back doing the same voice on What If? And it's, again, like you said, it's it's spot on with Hugo Weaving. (laughs) It's perfect.
2: So, yeah, sometimes they they hit the mark. But, yeah, I I just – the sony spider-man universe okay and i know it's all spider-man adjacent i'm actually not i'm not like beating down my door trying to get out to go see morbius but i'm i'm curious in it and i'm not the biggest jared leto fan but there's something about morbius the trailer that i saw that looked interesting um if nothing else and i enjoyed the the first venom so you know they've got some they got some cool stuff coming i think
1: no. no, I'm pretty sure we all saw the, uh, in the Morbius trailer, we all saw the very end of the movie. I'm sure they they oh, put I'm that sure. nice little sneak I'm preview sure. of, uh, right in the clip there. So yeah, I, I actually am excited about the Sony name. I think they're going to start announcing a lot more Sony Spider-Man projects now that they've, uh, figured out a good name for it or a better name for it.
2: It is an improved name. I will say that it's a lot better than whatever they had going on before that was too long.
1: All right, so speaking of Marvel characters, oh, there is a comic book that uh, it looks like we're getting an adaptation for, and it's something that I wasn't familiar with at all, but it's called Werewolf by Night. It looks like they're going to be making a Halloween special on Disney+, Plus uh, regarding this character. And um, they're casting it now, uh, allegedly, uh, but it's a character that I never heard of, but a lot of people were excited about um, about this character. So I wanted to go to our comic book expert, Joey, and uh <laughs> joey what can you tell us about werewolf by night and should we be excited about a a disney plus movie slash tv
0: show about him well I, I hate to uh not sound like i'm hyped but it's a werewolf <laughs> 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 like, like that's literally it. it's, it's uh jack russell is a werewolf he turns into a werewolf that that's it he was part of uh bunch of books in the 70s that came out like tomb of dracula is an absolute fucking classic book if you ever have a chance to read it unfortunately the trades are well out of print and go for like hundreds of dollars um it might be on marvel unlimited but tomb of dracula whew, so good um werewolf by night stuff pretty good uh, morbius was around that time and they were like in a group um of monsters that teamed up kind of like the avengers but not so much I can't really tell you off the top of my head, like a standout story he was in. I just know it was quality work from the seventies when he was around, he's appeared here and there in different stuff. And I think he might even not be the werewolf anymore. Cause I know they mentioned they were casting a Latino uh, man. Yeah. And I think that's the second werewolf by night. So he is also the basically the same thing, but it's a Spanish guy. But I mean, there's potential there. It, It just, for me, like a lot of this stuff, I just like, I don't know how it's going to work on Disney plus, you know what I mean? Like the, they, they, got to start mm-hmm. that line of PG 13 or less. And a lot of people watch these movies with kids like younger kids. Um, I don't know how horror you can go or how mean spirited or violence and stuff like that. I mean, you can go pretty violent. I would almost say like the daredevil TV show was probably a little too much. Yeah so somewhere below that and so now you start to run into that thing where there's going to be people that are like well this is supposed to be a horror thing with monsters and it's supposed to be scary and then you're going to be like well how scary can this really be if it has to be a four quadrant uh, mcu project so mm-hmm. uh, some of these ideas kind of scare me uh, mm-hmm. uh for what it's supposed to be uh it's an exciting idea and it's funny that we're going to get a werewolf by night fucking Halloween special and DC can't even put together a narrative for Superman. But uh, I I would just worry about some of these things going a bit too far in one direction or the other. And it's,
2: yeah, it's kind of tough. I had never heard of werewolf by night uh, prior to today. Um, And I like to think that I at least, you know, have a a decent passing knowledge of, of comics, but, but yeah, werewolf by night. uh, Number one, my, my first thoughts were, Kind of a dumb name. Like, (laughs) he's not a werewolf by by day. Right. He's not a werewolf (laughs) by day. Uh, Also, I love the fact that his alter ego is Jack Russell. That's, that's prime, like, uh, Stan Lee type stuff right there. (laughs) Gonna have a guy named Jack Russell who plays a a werewolf. Uh, It's perfect. But, when I first, when, when I learned about this, and I'm like, wait, so, a Halloween special, we're only like, a month from Halloween. How's that gonna work? So, but it's for next year. Yeah. 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 I'm interested. I'm interested to see what they do because I know I did a little bit of reading in the in the short amount of time I had after finding out that there was a comic called Werewolf by Night, and uh, found out that it was largely like it, it. There had been werewolf comics prior to the Comics Code, and then they just sort of stopped because the Comics Code came along and and sort of shut all that down. And when they loosened those restrictions, is when they brought back that character and could do a werewolf comic. And so they made Werewolf by Night. I thought that was kind of interesting, but I, I I'm intrigued because I would like to see how you could make a werewolf story work in a way that doesn't overly dumb it down uh, or or overly uh, uh, sanitize it, but still make it work on Disney plus.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be. Like, I didn't do that much research on it, but I think it is, it's is—it's going to be somehow connected to the Moon Knight
0: TV show that we're getting with Oscar Isaacs. Yeah, um, Moon Knight's first appearance was in the Werewolf by Night comic series. Oh, yes. So, okay,
1: see, okay. That, that kind of excites me, even knowing nothing about the comic book. Just the fact that it's already kind of tied in to a TV show that I am ready for. I think that's kind of cool. But yeah, you know, it like you were saying, Joy, before, how scary could it be if they have to put it on Disney Plus, but the other side of that coin is it doesn't have to be scary. You know what I mean? I mean, a lot of people who read the comic books will probably be upset that it it's not living up to what it was originally made for, but I think Marvel and Disney's idea is we're going to take these characters and put them in a place where everyone can enjoy them uh, and not just, uh, not just the people who grew up reading the comic books. So, yeah, I think yeah. a PG-13 werewolf TV show or movie on Disney Plus. I think it could work. It doesn't have to be like super scary, but I I think it'd be entertaining enough.
0: I just think people sometimes get the impression when you say, okay, this is going to be by Disney or Disney is going to make this or in Marvel, Disney Marvel, blah, blah blah. They automatically just go, oh, it's going to be like the Muppets or something. <laughs> um, they they can definitely go in a different direction. I just I just worry about like what they're going to do. But yeah. I mean, it's going to be a What a one-hour Halloween special! So who knows what they're gonna do?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Keep in mind, this is Disney Plus. You got to see uh, spoilers if you haven't watched uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. You got to see a guy dressed as Captain America bludgeoning a guy to death with a with a shield. So you know they can push it far enough, I think, to make it still make it entertaining and kind of uh, not for the kiddies.
0: I can see that. I want them to make it be like a. Old school holiday special, like fucking like Charlie Brown or uh, <laughs> Him and Otter's Jug Band Christmas. I want fucking songs uh-huh. and it, like just fucking G rated, just to piss people <laughs> off, and it'd be hilarious.
1: You want like uh, like the Star Wars holiday special, uh, coked
0: up Carrie Fisher yes. to come out singing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a coked what we're get up with Scarlett there. Johansson out there.
2: <laughs> that's gonna be the Guardians of the Galaxy's holiday special. Yes, I, I hope so. That would be great. I would love it if that was. All right. So that
1: is pretty much it for the big news for this week.
0: All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to review Candyman 2021. All right, guys, this podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host SoWizard, so download that free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Just download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D. B-E-A-N and head on over to Podbean at podbean.com and use that code PODCAST21 for your first 30 days of hosting free. Check it out and tell them so. Wizard sent you. And we are back. Alright guys, we all had a chance to check out the new movie from executive producer Jordan Peele but directed by Nia DaCosta Candyman. And as always, we're going to start with our non-spoiler impressions, Then Martellus will drop the drop delineating spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, but you want to know what we thought, that's your opportunity to bounce. The rest of you can stick around and hear what we thought a little more in depth. So to get started, I just want to ask a question. TV's Travis, are you a big Candyman fan? Or are you down with the Candyman trilogy that was out before this movie came out? So
2: funny story. Uh, I had never seen a Candyman film. <laughs> prior to this weekend. So Friday, I actually watched the original Candyman nice um, before going to see the movie on Saturday. And I'm glad I did uh, because it made me appreciate the, the newer one that much more. I I would have already enjoyed it. Um, but it made me like it more having watched that first movie, but I was familiar enough with sort of having been around Candyman and people talking about it and, and seeing, you know, discussions and things about, about the series enough to know the basics of it. Um, but yeah, I was not like a, I'm a, I was not a huge Candyman aficionado prior to this weekend. So,
0: okay. All right. Mark Ellis, what about you? I've
1: only seen the first one like, like on, on videotape, <laughs> like on, on a video cassette. That's the, that's how long ago it's been. So I never even bothered watching the second or the third one. No one ever told me, oh, man, you really need to check these out. So I just never did. But I, I did watch the first one before. Uh, actually, I probably watched it a couple of times, like back in the day. Uh, and I, and like Travis, I did rewatch it again um, right before I saw the new movie.
0: All right. Well, I'm in the same boat as you guys um, a little bit in both directions. So I, I had seen it. I've seen all three of them actually. Uh the third one is fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> wow, is that bad? I think that has uh eight or nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. Oof. It's really bad. <laughs> Candyman three is really bad. Um But I I loved the first one, and the second one was okay. I'd seen all of them on VHS a million years ago. I hadn't watched them in years, though. So, though I had seen them, I had not watched them recently. And I didn't have a lot of memory of them either, because we're talking about shit that came out like, fuck, when did the first one come out? Ninety-two. All right. So, I mean, that is before I started dating my wife. Like, that's how long ago. <laughs> I can't remember that kind of shit. Was a long time ago. So I, I was a little out, out of the loop for some of the stuff with Candyman. But, I mean, I knew the basics. So, you know, don't say his name in the mirror, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. So, I, but I'd never seen it in the theater, only on VHS. So we've got to ask to start non-spoiler. We're not getting too crazy yet. But TV's Travis, what would you think of Candyman?
2: I had a good time with it um I enjoyed I enjoyed what they were setting up I liked the atmosphere to it I loved the the play with um, mirrors that they did uh, I, I I very much uh, liked it i I have some some issues I'll, I'll get into um but they're they're all pretty minor nitpicky type stuff like overall I'd recommend it for anybody that's a horror fan
0: nice excellent Markellis, what about you
1: yeah I actually really enjoyed this movie you know before. You know, I heard it was kind of a slow burn. So, as I was in a theater, I was waiting for those long tracking shots or boring shots where, you know, you're just kind of waiting for the story to happen. And that never happened. Every scene that came up, I was invested in it. Um, It's not perfect. I I did have a few issues with it. uh, But Mm -hmm. for the most part, I think it's a really solid sequel to the original one. I think this is what uh, the Halloween sequel uh, was trying to do. You know, just kind of forget the other movies. This is like a direct sequel to the original one that came out back in the day. And I think this one does a, a better job at uh, making it a sequel to that one, but also setting up a new uh,
0: franchise. So uh, yeah, I enjoyed it a, a lot. Cool. Cool. Uh, I'm also in the boat with you guys. I, I really did like this movie quite a bit. Um, there are some issues with it. And we're all saying the same thing. It's very hard to discuss any of the issues I had with the movie without spoiling the absolute piss out of this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm not going to go into it just yet, but I do have some issues with it. And like Marcellus said, I don't think it's a perfect movie, but I do agree with you, Travis. Uh, I would recommend it to just about anybody that's into horror. Um, I think if you go back and watch the first candy man before you watch this one, you'll appreciate it more. And you'll also understand that you're not walking into a slasher movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, where I think um, I think some of the backlash that this movie's getting, and there's not a ton because most people I I see are either like in love with the movie or like right around like a two and a half out of five ish. There's nobody that's saying it's awful, um, but some of the backlash I'm seeing from people were expecting they were walking into like Nightmare on Elm Street four, and that's not what this movie. <laughs> is no. it's, under any circumstances, not it's not Urban Legends two. You know, you're not getting <laughs> getting that out of this. But that's kind of in line with the first movie. So, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's also the fact that the first movie came out, like we just said, uh, 20, 30 years ago at this point. Yeah. So maybe that people remember what they want to remember. But I did enjoy it a lot. And I would recommend it to people. But there are just some issues with it for me that keep it from being even better than it was. Like, I was, I was halfway through this and I was just like, this is legit like greatness. Like this movie is reaching a level that is going to be amazing. This is a, this is hitting a five out of five movie for me right now. We're getting real close and it just completely shits itself. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, um, I know there were a lot of reshoots. We'll get into that. Um, I was talking to you about it, Markellis, uh, some people were pointing out online that, that how extensive the le- third act reshoots were is that there's a woman character in the trailers and scenes in the first trailers that don't exist in the movie at all anymore. um, <laughs> so, mm. uh, wow. yeah, but uh, for the most part, I really liked it and it sounds like all three of us are really liking it. So I think that's a good recommendation. If you're into horror and you haven't seen it, you should check it out. But now we're going to spoil Candyman. So, Marcellus, drop that drop and let's spoil Candyman. <laughs> One clear spoiler. Here's yeah, a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. TV's Travis. We're going to start, as always, with things we liked. Give us some things you liked about this movie.
2: The performances, the acting was. Great. Across the board. I loved everyone in it. their performances. I really, really enjoyed and there were some <clears throat> there were some motivational like writing issues that I had. But but every actor I thought just nailed it. I thought they did a great job. Um, so that was something that I really loved. I loved the atmosphere. I liked the the slow burn that the story was, but the pacing was so good because I'm with you, Mark. I did not get bored at any point. I wasn't waiting for things to happen. I was anticipating and I was I was invested and I was ready to go. So the acting, the pacing, um and I mentioned the mirror play stuff and kind of all of that. I was so thrown off. And maybe I cause I don't think this was my theater when the title cards came up and they were backwards. Did that happen for you?
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay.
2: So my first thought was like, great guys, you got the
0: movie backwards. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I hate to, I hate to agree with you on that one because I knew, what, I, I knew what they were doing, but there was still a part of me that was like, they fucked up the movie. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get up, dude.
2: I <laughs> l- listen since ever since I saw Once Upon a Time in Mexico and uh, many, many years ago, and my theater put the this was back when everything was still on film. They put the reels together wrong, and they left out an entire reel of the film. Ever since then, I don't put anything past like getting stuff wrong. So when it when it pops up and it's backwards, I'm like, "Ah, what the hell?" And then all of a sudden I start noticing I'm like, "No, never mind, nothing's backwards now." Okay. <laughs> all right. And then I'm watching the opening credits and it's all this like mirrored image stuff and I'm like, "Okay, that's clever. I like what's going on here." I almost wish they could have played into that aspect of things more. Like really dive into all the mirrored stuff uh and have something in his artwork be mirrored or I don't know what because That just was a cool motif to me. But I really, I just dug the the atmosphere of it. Um, I thought that was great. Cool. Mark Callis,
0: what about
1: you? Uh, You know, as someone who works in, who used to work in the movie theaters, (laughs) I had the exact same thought when the the credits started. (laughs) Like, oh, shit, they were doing it again. Because my theater, even the theater, even the experience that I had last month watching a foreign movie. Um, they forgot a to put the subtitles movie? on a foreign movie. <laughs> oh Jesus! Okay, I thought I, I was hoping I heard you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they forgot to put the subtitles on, so it wouldn't be out of the it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities that they would have screwed up the beginning of the movie. So yeah, I actually I like the mirror, uh, the reflection thing at the beginning and the the title cards, the opening of it, looking at Chicago, but looking up at Chicago. I mm-hmm. um, looking at the skyline from the bottom of like a cloudy city it was very upsettling to me so um i I really did enjoy that because it kind of put me in an in a odd mood like right from the beginning um and as someone who grew up in Chicago in the 70s uh when a kid was taking his clothes to the uh, laundromat oh no and my <laughs> and my grandmother uh, actually lived in Cabrini green so I'm like oh man nah. yeah yeah um I they were taking candy from a guy with a hook. <laughs> There was something that was uh, – no, I've never done that, but I could see how that could happen.
0: <laughs> I was could there see- ever a bonfire where they tried to burn a baby? <laughs> no, that I missed. That oh, I damn missed. it. You must have been on vacation that week.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, I really like the beginning of the movie. I like the use of um, all of the puppets that they were using to uh, kind of fill out the exposition without having someone sit down and just start talking. Um, using mm-hmm. that as the flashbacks, I thought was really really cool. I actually really enjoyed that. Um, I give them points for actually playing the Candyman song because <laughs> yeah. they didn't do that in the first movie. I'm like that that seems like an, an obvious layup for me, but that shit costs money. Come on. <laughs> so shout yeah. out shout out to the actual Candyman song being played in the movie. I thought the body horror was. Uh, particularly disgusting. Uh, there was one part that I, I missed, I did miss part of the movie cause I had to look away. I just couldn't stand it. Um, his arm after he got stung by the bee, uh the disgustingness of it was just like, it was too much for me. Uh, yeah, it, was,
2: it was rough. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And there is no, one thing I actually really did like is that there's no jump scares in the movie at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I thought was really cool because that seems like a, it's a, it's a cheap ploy. In most movies, so I was glad that they didn't do it here, but that didn't stop them from bringing a gore when they had to um mm-hmm. the the opening scene at the uh at the art museum was was pretty dope, yeah, I like the design of the of his deterioration um of the the honeycomb image on his face as a, as he was starting to be consumed, and I like the fact that we we know that he's the baby from the first movie, as a grown man, and he still winds up getting kidnapped in the third act. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this poor guy, man, he cannot catch a break. He's always getting kidnapped. And I realized that if I'm not going to live in a fancy apartment in Chicago with uh, Monica Rambeau, then why even bother? Like, why? W- w- yes, why what am I? What am I doing with my life? Because uh, I saw that scene. I'm like, oh, I want to be. I want to be that
0: guy so bad. I wouldn't even put a mirror in my house. Like, fuck that. I'm not screwing this up. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I thought, uh, the whole, the
1: first two thirds of this movie, I thought were incredibly solid and I really, really enjoyed it. And then the third act comes along and that's where it kind of starts to fall apart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) Um, I'm in the same boat as both of you guys. Uh, I really loved the direction of this movie. Uh, Right off the bat, Markle, is what you mentioned about the opening credits showing the buildings from the bottom, like that, yep, and how unnerving that was. I thought that was fucking phenomenal. Like I just this whole movie just looks great. Um, there's so many great scenes. This stuff's framed really well at the beginning again, when that guy uh, comes out of the wall, it was scary mm-hmm. as shit, man, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oof. <laughs> oh God, oof, cause that was terrifying,
2: and that's the thing where you could like the cheap way to do that is to do it as a jump scare, right to exactly have in, like, to To have a music swell as he comes out of that or something like that, and they didn't do that. It just the the shot goes over to it, and you know what's going to happen, and it's still you're just like no, oh, no, 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 and they <laughs> yeah. do it anyway.
0: And and just the the uh, unnerving feeling of watching that guy step out of the wall it, in showing the whole thing in frame instead of like you guys said doing a jump scare out of it. Really, really good stuff. Uh, and and even a lot of the kills and things. And the way things were framed, it was gory, but not like ridiculously gory for R-rated movie. Um, you know, I loved a lot of the things would be like he would appear in the background or he's right there in the mirror, but you don't see him. I loved when, um, shit, the main character's name, I want to say, the guy from I don't, when Black Manta was, <laughs> went in the elevator that was all uh, mirrors. Like, that was great. Um, the movie just looked fucking fantastic. It actually made me super excited because the same director is now going to take on The Marvels for Mm -hmm. Marvel Studios, and I'm really excited to see what she's going to do with a huge budget, different type of movie. Like I liked this movie to the point where I'm like, interested in seeing what she does in different movies going forward that's how much i enjoyed the direction in this movie it made me a fan of her as a director not just a candy man or horror movie person or genre person as long as it's she's working in some sort of genre that i like i'm interested in checking it out so um, sure absolutely
2: another thing i did want to mention before i forget is i liked because you mentioned the gore and the body horror and there was stuff that was it was rough to see. But I also liked how they were judicious with that in that the, some of the kills were done off screen or just as audio in the background. And then you just see a small little bit of it mm-hmm. and leaving a lot of that up to your imagination of how horrible it is. Mm-hmm. The, the bathroom scene with the girls at the high school um, being the one that I think of with that. Mm-hmm. Most all of that scene is inside that stall and you don't really see what's happening. But you hear and, it <laughs> and you hear it and that's much more unsettling. Uh, so
0: I, or when the was, camera pulls back and you see the window with the light on and the woman's d- getting killed, but it's very mm-hmm. small. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. That was, that was in, like, I like that because let the audience's imagination fill in the blanks and scare them even more than anything you can show on screen. Give us just enough. The stuff they did in the elevator or, that whole scene in the hallway in that same, op- in that woman's apartment where he's seeing him, his reflection is the, the candy man and like that's going and going and going. And then instead of that ending in this gruesome on screen kill that we pay attention to, it's him leaving and then that happening, but kind of in the background. So that that's, that's the kind of stuff where the direction where I'm with you, Joey, and like, I'm excited to see what Nia, Nia DaCosta does next. Uh, yeah. With the Marvels and whatever else she does, because
0: exactly. she, showed,
2: she showed me a lot of skill in here.
0: And this is only her third movie, I think, or second movie. Um, it's so it's not fair. Yeah. I mean, there's talent there. So good on Jordan Peele for uh, grabbing her and, and getting her under his wing and making good movies with her. Um, Yeah. And I just thought the acting was great. I mean, like I said at the beginning, I, I want to say about two thirds in this movie, I was all in. I was all in storyline wise. Filmmaking craft wise, the like acting performances, story, everything. I was all in. I was like, this is a five out of five. I can't believe how awesome this is. But uh, then some stuff goes down. So I guess we'll wait for it to be my turn again. But uh, what were some things you didn't like about the movie? Uh, Mr. TV's Travis. Uh,
2: that that final act was a little uh, rough. Um, I, I had some problems with the movie not quite figuring out exactly what it like what message you wanted to give because there was, I don't know. It was, it's hard to say like we followed the, the candy being the Sherman Fields character from the seventies for most of the movie. That's Candyman. But then we kind of take a, almost a 180 and saying, well, yeah, he was one of them, but we, you know, we've also got this one from the late 1800s and now you're bringing up, uh, the Daniel Robitaille, the Tony Todd from the original and really tying, Cause it did a good job. I thought in the first two thirds of like tying it to the original and mentioning that, but not, uh, not, not forcing that as like, that's the narrative that we're continuing, but it just felt like, I don't know. I I felt disjointed. We spent so much time with the candy man that he sees being Sherman. And now all of a sudden the candy man at the end isn't Sherman anymore. Like we just forgot about him. So it's like somebody's getting shortchanged. I didn't love that. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the way they went about like the stuff with um, Burke, because yeah. I thought he was cool in the again in the first two thirds, but then to have like why suddenly is he cutting the guy's hand off and and forcing and, and it felt disjointed to me. I think is the biggest thing, and that was tough because um, I really I'm with you. I enjoyed those first two thirds so much, and they were really setting me up. and Endings are hard. I know endings are hard, but it just felt like they, they, they couldn't quite pick the lane that they wanted to be in, and it just kind of got in too many directions at once for me, um, which is a bummer because there was some cool stuff. I loved the reveal in the story of him being the baby from the first movie and how they went about that because I had kind of suspicion, but I didn't really think about that until – he shows up at his mom's apartment and that's when I start putting the pieces together right before they, they officially reveal. I'm like, Oh shit, he's the baby. Okay. And like that kind of stuff. I love that. I just, I feel like it, uh, it just fell apart under its own weight in the last third of the movie and became a little tropey and a little, uh, I didn't know, I did not know the reshoots, uh, how extensive they were, but if, if they were as extensive as you were kind of leading on, I can, I can see it in retrospect. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, Mark what about you?
1: Well, so it's kind of tough to say because I love so much of this movie. Um, Mm -hmm. The third act, the ideas that they have, they, it's obviously that they wanted to, to tell a story, but they wanted to not give you all of the breadcrumbs. They want to hit you with these themes and let you look at it and think about it afterwards Um, Hmm. but not really give you like the solid popcorn horror movie that you would expect, you know, and it's, you know, it's fine. I I like a movie that lets you, you know, think about it afterwards. Like Christopher Nolan does that really well. Um, But I still need like a solid like plot (laughs) or (laughs) uh, I I still need something to have it make sense. I need more of a foundation instead of me trying to put pieces together to figure out what the story is, I, I just need a little bit more. And Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just like just too dumb to <laughs> really appreciate what they're doing. But I like the I did like the fact that they are trying to they're trying to pull a Terminator Two. They're trying to take the character that you know from the first one and give him a sort of new identity and a new purpose. Um, Candyman isn't just the original Candyman. Um, he's uh, kind of a, an embodiment of any kind of uh, racial injustice that's been done. In a in a like a a physical form, and now he's going to be um, now he's going to be a figure for um, not just someone who kills black people in the projects, but someone who who kills you know as just as almost like a revenge, almost like a uh, uh, avenging angel in a way, Mm -hmm. and you know that was Burke's kind of plan. You know Burke knew about Candyman, and he knew about the kid, and he knew that. Through uh, gentrification that um, that you know, everyone's being pushed out of the neighborhood and he still wanted to stay there, but he wanted a candy man to still be there so that they could still have Cabrini Green, so they can still have what's left of it. And I don't think that those – I got it by the theme, but I don't think the story laid it out clearly enough.
0: Because when you get it to makes the, sense to me when you're explaining it right now, it, that is yes. not explained in the movie right. at all.
2: <laughs> no, and I think that's my problem: is it wanted to have that message, but like the movie kind of gave up on that, or didn't either gave up on it partway through, or didn't lay the foundation enough early on for yes. that payoff. So it didn't feel earned yep. to have that at the end. Because that scene in the cop car where she's she's in the back seat. And the detective gets in and starts talking to her about how the story is going to go. Yeah. He opened his mouth and I'm just like, kill him. Just kill him. (laughs) Kill that guy already. He needs to die. Like, I just kept saying it over and over. He couldn't die fast enough. But it still felt unearned. Like, it just didn't feel like the movie got us there the way that we should have.
0: Why did Candyman kill those guys? I mean, I understand, like, why he kills them and what the, like, visual of him killing them, like, means and stuff. I'm not an idiot, but, like... They didn't say Candyman in the mirror, right? But they did shoot him
1: point blank. Like as soon as they walked in a room, they opened fire on him. Ah, so it's kind of like Predator,
0: like like they're a threat, so like they're gonna die. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Okay. Well, and
2: also, what were the rules on saying Candyman in the mirror or not? Did it have to be the same person that said it five times? Because that rule got broken at least once. (laughs) Um, So I don't know.
1: I. I, Yeah, I, I was a little problem with that. I wasn't even going to play with the rules at all. <laughs> like, I wasn't going to take the chance that Candyman could actually be real. So I'm like, you know, I'm not going to think too much about it. Just let it just let it happen. <laughs> I I did really enjoy the fact that uh, the girls in a bathroom started saying Candyman. And as soon as the uh, the window opened, the one Asian girl was like, all right, I'm
2: out of here. She was like, nope. But that was that was one where the rules weren't followed because they actually said it. The one girl said it six times. The rest of them said it five, oh. so that threw me off. Like he should have showed up one time before that because of the fifth. But then in the car was the same thing. She says it four times, and then the cop says it the fifth time. Oh, really? So it's like I didn't catch yeah, that. Yeah, it, it it was one of those where I was I was just confused. I'm like, so wait, what are the rules? Like, how <laughs> right. does that work? So I want a movie to if a movie is going to establish rules, play by those rules. Um, right. Yeah. So, so.
1: I. I would have I would have enjoyed the movie a lot more if and it's really unfair to compare it to Get Out, but I think Get Out did a really good balance of putting out its themes and still making a really solid popcorn movie. Like when I saw it mm-hmm. in the theaters, people lost their minds at the the third act. So, this one uh, Candyman, I appreciate the themes. I just really wish that that third act, especially like Burke's, you know, villainous monologue at the end, I felt that that should have been a little bit more solid, but I, I do feel that if I watch this movie again and I will watch it again, that I've only seen it once when I watch it again, I'm going to feel, uh, I'm going to get a little bit more of the story beats that I, I might've missed. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm kind of in the same boat as both of you guys. Uh, I, I actually legitimately was sitting in the theater, I think it was the point where he leaves the hospital and he's in the painter suit with a paint all over it and his hands all fucked up and he's walking through a tunnel or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I was like, this movie's fucking awesome. How much is left in this? There must be like an hour or so left. And it was like 20 minutes. (laughs) Oh shit. Cause I was thinking to myself, like they really haven't established anything as in like, here's the conflict. Like, like it's not, there's nothing established kind of like, a conflict. So, you know, we don't know the guy that works at laundromat is like the evil guy with his plan until like five minutes are left in the movie. So yeah. there's no like technically not a villain in the movie. So I'm I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop of how um Black Manta was going to defeat Candyman or not <laughs> have something bad happen to him or something. That's what I was waiting for. The whole movie, like, where's the rest of the plot? Yeah. Like, as much as I'm enjoying what I'm watching and it's well-directed. It's well-acted. It's well-written. Um, it's, it's getting late guys. I mean, there's not much time left in the movie here to have a movie. Um, can we get going? Uh, and, and it just all just went off the fucking rails. Uh, like all of a sudden the guy that works in the laundromat's evil and is gonna cut off his hand and, and turn him into Candyman. Yep. and be, because I don't know. I mean, it makes He's sense now nice. that you explained it, Mark, but like <laughs> it, it wasn't explained in the movie. And then he turns into uh, bees and Tony Todd. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then he killed a bunch of police officers. The end. Yep. Uh-oh. Yeah. It, okay. It, it
2: al- <laughs> yeah. It almost felt like, like act one was an hour long and then act two and three became the last half hour. Like yeah. they, they, they established a whole hell of a lot but then didn't give us uh, a narrative plot that then they followed through with. They just skipped that part and went right to the end because you're right. You you sort of forget about uh, the laundromat guy for a while.
0: I I actually liked him as a character. I'm like, well, this cool guy, you know, he's, I mean, he's exposition man, but like I I enjoyed him as kind of like the Alfred of of them. Like, you know, he's there, he's helping, he's giving exposition, like, okay, he's going to have some plan or how they're going to defeat Candyman or whatever. Nope. <laughs> he was reading a Clive Barker book at one point. So, yeah, I guess that should have been a sign, right? He was a little weird. <laughs> um Yeah. I mean, that's really the only problem I have with this movie is it just goes off the fucking rails in the last t- 20 minutes. And suddenly they shoved uh, another hour and a half of a movie into 20 minutes and you're just left sitting there being like, what the fuck did I just happened? Like, wh- what <laughs> Yeah, well I think I think they wanted to, you know, we were talking about
1: how why are movies so long? Like why why are all these movies are like two hours that we've been seeing mm-hmm. lately? And I think they made a point at some at some point in during the editing of this movie, they're like, this is gonna clock in at an hour and a half. We're not gonna overstay our welcome. The only thing is they got to the third act and they kind of put it in overdrive to get it to that 130. And this is one of the few movies that we've talked about lately that could have used an extra like 10
2: minutes.
0: Just flesh yeah. just out the story. An extra hour.
2: This was this was absolutely like a two-hour movie that somebody was like, no, 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 we can't. It, it's not going to work if it's two hours. We've got to cut it down to an hour and a half. Got to maximize and, the show times. Yeah. yeah, and they just just chop the hell out of it because otherwise the pacing for the first bit is not going to be uh, what it is, right? You're not going to have that slow a burn and then, then just pull a 180 and go in the complete opposite direction for the last half hour. Yeah. So it's, I just don't want to believe
0: yeah. it. I just, I just don't want to believe it that the people that made the first like two thirds of this movie, which are like in my mind practically a five out of five then turned around and be like, you know, what is a really cool visual for the end of the movie it would be him killing a bunch of cops. Let's figure out how to get to that point and who gives a shit. Like, I, I just can't believe that <laughs> there's no way that the creative people that did the first two thirds of this movie were just like, yeah, fuck it. It yeah, kills some cops. He turns into some bees, uh, roll credits, you know, like I, I, just, I don't know. I, I just like, I wish I, I had, there's not anything else I really dislike about the movie. I just, I wish it had another pass on the script or, or something. I wish the movie was longer, it it just falls off the fucking rails in the last like half hour of the movie. It's yeah, so disappointing. But it that's hit, really the only thing I didn't like.
1: It does hit the themes that they were aiming for. I think even if if you saw the original version of this movie, it would have ended the same way with him uh, killing a bunch of cops or avenging Anthony's character mm-hmm. and his um, you know kind of acceptance as the new Candyman for the new generation. So it would have it would have been the same. But there was I feel like there was like more even with his mother like i knew she was going to be in a movie and then she comes in for one scene and i feel like there is there's got to be more to that story than that cuz i yeah their 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 scene was so like brief and it didn't really like it didn't it had a beginning and it just kind of hit the middle part and then he walked out of the room and she never comes back for the rest of the movie so i'm like what where's the rest of it um yeah. so i i do believe that they did accomplish the goal that they wanted to story wise i just think that they Kind of sped through the end of it just to hit that one thirty
0: mark. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and I will say, having never seen any of the Candyman movies prior to this weekend and watching the first one, I kind of had a similar feeling with the first Candyman, where it felt like it felt like there could have been more to it to kind of to go with whatever story they were going for. But there were like gaps in it. There were parts where they just sort of like and skip ahead. She's she's been in the hospital for however long or wh- yeah. whatever that was. So there was a little bit of that. I love the idea of updating this and, and taking the story in a new direction too. Um, I just, uh, it, the movie does, this movie does kind of anticipate that you have seen Candyman prior to it.
1: Yeah. As well.
2: Yep. Um, if you haven't, like if I hadn't watched the movie, if I hadn't watched the original on the night before, I'd have been really confused. I would have enjoyed it. It wouldn't have taken anything away from it, but I would not have had, quite the same connection to the story they were doing because it was, there was no previously on uh, prior to uh, the movie runtime. So, and they, they, they took a lot of, there was a lot of shorthand in it that was like, so you, you know how this goes. Here's the rest of the movie, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that, but definitely I know there's going to be people who have never seen Candyman uh, before that are going to be really confused by this one and probably not like it as much.
0: For the majority of the movie, I did appreciate it and I found it kind of myself chuckling a little bit about it. Mark Ellis, you may notice this too, is that the majority of people that died from Candyman were uh, white people being really stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. I, that was not lost on me. <laughs> I loved what his mom, when he went to visit his mom and he said, Candyman, she's like, don't you <laughs> don't even say that in this house. He was the only idiot that did it in the mirror um, as a black person. And he's the one that got it the worst. So
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: I, I found that amusing. Um, but otherwise we got to give it a score guys. It sounds like we're, we're pretty positive on this one. So zero to five, five being the best zero being the worst. What do you got for candy man? 2021. <laughs> Mr. TV's Travis.
2: I am giving it three and a half out of that scale. Um, Perfect. I think that it's, it is two-thirds of a fantastic movie and a third act that needed some some more work. Um, it, it definitely had anywhere from 15 to 30 more minutes it could have run, and I wouldn't have cared at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, three and a half out of five.
0: Awesome. Mark Hellas,
1: what about you? Yeah. Uh, again, I think if I watch this movie again, the themes will probably go down a lot smoother for me. So – Based on that, I'm going to give it a four out of five because I I can Mm -hmm. see the good movie there. Um, It just didn't hit me over the head the first time I watched it. But I think if I watch it again, um, I'll be more prepared for it. So, yeah, I'm giving it a four out of five.
0: All right. Um, I'm going to kind of agree with you, Travis. There is two thirds of a fucking masterpiece of a horror movie here and a god awful final act that just shits all over the rest of it. And it's not like it's even poorly done. It just doesn't make sense with the rest of the movie. I'm so pissed off about it at this point. Like I just, I I wish the movie had an extra fucking hour, give the whole movie another hour to sat through another hour of that. No problem. Um, I just really disappointed with that final act. I will say, uh, sitting here, I am, One hundred percent all in for anything Nia DaCosta wants to do next. I'm right there. I'll be there day one. I cannot wait to see what she does with the Marvels. Uh, I can't wait to see what she does with anything else. Uh, Any cool genre thing she wants to jump into. I thought this movie looked fucking fantastic. I cannot. I'm super excited to have discovered a director, a new director to follow. Um, That's how much I really liked this movie. It just falls apart in the last act. So I can't give it a four. I can't. I've been sitting here. I'm like, man, this this should have been a five i knock it down to a four. And then the more I think about it, I'm like, I can't give it a four. I can't yeah. do it. I can't give it a four. I got to go three and a half out of five. But I definitely suggest you guys check it out. So it sounds like between all three of us, definitely think you should check out Candyman as long as you can handle horror movies. But we're going to have to wrap it up before we tap it up. Let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there. TV's Travis, thank you so much for coming on with us. Could you tell everyone where they can find you one more time? And if you have any recommendations of things for the listeners out there.
2: Uh, so you can find me on uh, Twitter at TV's Travis, TV's Travis or TV's Travis um, And recommendations I would have. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say uh, Shang-Chi coming up. Um, I'm I am stoked for that. There's something about that movie that just is doing it for me. So, get out and see that one.
0: Awesome. All right, Mark Ellis, how about you?
1: Uh, yeah, I want to recommend uh, everyone check out the first Candyman if you haven't seen it. Uh, it is streaming on Peacock, and it's uh it's free and it's uh I mean there's commercials, but you know you still get the R rating. Uh, and also check out Code Forty Five, the movie podcast episode two twenty five where they talk about Candyman. And it's fucking <laughs> hilarious. I, I did I did Candyman. I listened to their podcast. It's fucking hilarious. And then I saw the new Candyman. So, um, yeah, I would recommend ch- definitely check out the new one because, um, you know, we all gave our scores. Check out the old one first, streaming on Peacock, and then check out Cult 45, the movie podcast, episode 225.
0: Awesome. Well, I will suggest that you stare in the mirror and five times hit. Subscribe on iTunes because <laughs> you should go to podcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. There's links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's movie reviews. There's comic reviews. There's so much more at com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods. Of course, our good friends at Podbean where we are the featured podcast of the week this week. And uh, just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We're there. Don't forget our YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com backslash so podcast. There's hours of free exclusive content. Myself and Adam will be hitting up Fan Expo Boston this coming weekend, so expect a lot of coverage, interviews, and cosplay videos from there. Don't forget our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes and more this month coming up. It's the only place to hear our reviews of the new Witcher anime movie on Netflix. Anime? Anime is an important part of our culture! Thank you. And as well as we're going to rope Mark Ellis and maybe Aubrey onto a video podcast as we start to review another anime... Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? Thank you. Uh, As we uh, start our work through the rebuild of Evangelion movies. So we're going to see if these guys love these movies as much as I do. And that's all exclusively on Patreon. You can monetarily support us and get that stuff. I don't really have much in the way of suggestions. Uh, I've just been binging old episodes of Regular Show on HBO Max. been checking out Harley Quinn on HBO Max, which is pretty funny. And uh, I think in agreement with TV's Travis, you should check out Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, because that, my friend, is what we will be discussing next week on episode 370 of the So Wizard podcast. But that's going to do it for 369. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, our special guest, Mr. TV's Travis. Thank
2: you for having me on. This has been
0: great. You are the best and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus reagans
1: Yeah, I want to give a special thank you to TV's Travis and a special shout out. because He's one of the few podcasters that actually got Aubrey on to another show besides this one. (laughs) So uh, everybody have a great week and Wakanda forever. All
0: right, guys, we'll see you next week for Shang-Chi. Good journey.